repented at one time or another. We came to the Lord and we repented of our sin and we changed the way we were going. But even after we repent and become born again, many times our mind, the way we think, needs to be changed. Amen? Okay, I'm going to say that again. Even after we get saved, many times, no, I say all the time, <laughs> every one of us have things, the way we think, we have some things that need to be changed. Now, I didn't say everything that you think is wrong. I said some things that we think need to be changed. Amen. Amen. So, I'm, so don't leave here saying, well, he's just saying I'm wrong about everything I think about. No, I'm not saying that. We need change. We, we want to change the world, and God just wants to change us. God wants us to be transformed from someone that is a victim to someone that's victorious. God wants to change us from an old sinner that we used to be to the righteousness of God in Him, who we are now. But we have to change our mind, even though we've been changed in the Spirit. When we said, I do, to Jesus, He said He did. And we become married to Him, and we're one with Him, and our spirit is complete in Him. But our mind sometimes is a mess. Anybody have a mess of a mind sometimes? <laughs> See? See, I'm not the only one. We have, we have things that need to be changed in us. And the good news is, by the Word of God, in Romans chapter 12, it talks about, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Him, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed are changed by the renewing of your mind. So we can be transformed and changed into what God desires us to be by having our minds renewed with the Word of God to begin to think the way He wants us to think. I want to stop and say this. The enemy wants us to think a certain way. The enemy does. He wants us to think that we're losers he wants us to think that we're not good enough. He wants us to think that the problems we're going through is going to get worse. He wants us to meditate on the bad things that are happening to us. And God wants us to think on these things that are true, that are pure, that are lovely, that are a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, He says, think on these things, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now, this is not in the notes. I'm just kind of leading up to where I'm going. I'm telling you, God has all the good things that we have need of in store for us. He's already given it to us. We have to change the way we think and believe that they're ours. The devil says, you're not good enough to have it. God says, they're yours. Yeah, but you don't know what I did. God knows what you did. And you know what? He's not holding it against you. And I ain't either. Amen. I'm telling you, if we understand we're forgiven. We have been forgiven. Past tense. 
Our mind says, yeah, but what about? And the devil definitely says, yeah, but what about? God says, I don't remember all that. And God's not forgetful in his mind. He just chooses to forget everything bad about you. All he remembers about you is what Jesus did on your behalf. That's it. I'm telling you, he ain't sitting here with the chalkboard writing, getting the numbers high on you guys. <laughs> he looks at us. He says, well, I remember what Jesus did for them. And that's good enough. Once and for all. If we can really start believing stuff like this, the devil won't have a chance. I like to put it this way. The devil ain't got a prayer. <laughs> it's over for him. He's done been defeated. The devil's de did, did everybody know the devil's defeated? He got kicked out of heaven a long time ago. Pastor Wayne said he got kicked into the choir. <laughs> Lynn kicked him out. <laughs> He's roaming about seeking whom he may devour now. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the devil has already been defeated. For this purpose, the Bible says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of the evil one. And when he's on the cross, Jesus, when he was on the cross, he said, It is finished. And man, I, I don't even know if I'll get my notes. But I'm telling you. What, <laughs> he said, it is finished. It's done. And then in John, he goes, in, in John chapter 17, Jesus praying to the Father. Father, glorify me. I've glorified you on earth. I finished the work that you sent me to do. So Jesus told us that he finished the work that God sent him to do. He told us he came to defeat the works of the enemy and the devil. And he said, it's finished. So, it ain't over for us. It's over for the devil. I'm going to tell these people over here. What Jesus did is he whipped the devil. It's over for him. He's done. There's no hope for him. There's hope for us in what Jesus did on our behalf. The devil ain't got no hope. He don't get saved at the end of the story. I read the back of the book. <laughs> Where he really winds up is in a lake of fire that burns forever and forever and ever. And there's people that are following him there, but it ain't going to be none of us. We ain't going there. Amen? Hell was made for the devil and his angels. Heaven was made for the saints of God. Hello, saints. Yeah, but you don't know what I did. It don't matter what you did. You didn't make you a saint. Jesus made you a saint. Amen. We got to change the way we think. Well, I got saved, but I still messed up the other day. If you'll look around, just go ahead and look around from right to left, up, down. Look, everybody you saw, they messed up too. Every one of them. That's what I'm talking about. Every one of us have messed up. Even after we said, yes, Jesus, be my Lord, I, I receive you. We messed up. 
Good news is, God's like, I don't remember none of that. You say, I don't believe you. Well, you need to read the Bible. Go to Hebrews 10, Hebrews 8. said, all your sins and iniquities, I'll remember no more. He didn't say you didn't have any. He said, all their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. I'll be their God, they'll be my people, and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Y'all have heard the scripture where he said he removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. That's a long ways. <laughs> don't, don't go looking for them. Don't pull them up. Listen, sometimes your sin comes back to remind you of what you did. God ain't bringing it back up. Don't you let the devil bring it up to you and you quit thinking about it too. I'm getting on to you now. Quit thinking about your sin. Your sin is dealt with. Your sin and my sin was nailed to a cross at Calvary. Jesus took it and just took our sin. You know what? When he died, you ain't going to hear this very often. When Jesus died... And was buried in the tomb. And where do you think he went? Huh? How many of y'all believe that Jesus went to hell? The Bible says he did. Why did he go to hell? Because that's where we were headed and he took our place. You say, well, if he went to hell, how's he in heaven? That's good. I'll tell you how he did. He had no sin. And the wages of sin is death. So he died our death. And he took our punishment. And he went into the pit for us to hell. And God raised him up on the third day. It said he went in and led the captive free. Set the captive free. You say, what are you talking about? Before the law... Sin was not imputed. When people died, they were held by the enemy. And Jesus went in to paradise and preached to the captives. And I think they all that, that had any sense at all said, I'm going with him. I'm, it's in the Bible. It's in, let, let me just, in Acts, it says, This spake he of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his Soul see, see corruption. That his body was not left in hell. That his soul see corruption. Jesus took our punishment. And where would we have gone had we died in sin? We would have went to hell. He took all of our punishment for us. And because he had no sin, death could not hold him. It's like, oh, we got him illegally. We got him, but we can't hang on to him. You know, people have been arrested before and they get brought up to the judge and they ain't got no evidence against them. They have to let them go. Devil thought he had Jesus. He died. They bring him up, lay him out here. And God does everything legally. He could have just whipped the devil in the garden and said, you get out of the garden. But here's the problem. God gave man dominion over everything that was in the garden and Man gave the dominion to the devil, to serpent. God didn't just take it back and say, wait a minute. 
It ain't his to do no more. It was yours and it was mine. We messed it up. He still has given us authority on this earth. And if we get our thinking right, see the sin ain't the problem. If we'll get our thinking right, our sin's been dealt with already on the cross. Our problems were listening to the wrong words. Telling us about our sin. Telling us about our unworthiness. Telling us about we ain't going to get what God has because of certain things. I ain't listening to him no more. I used to listen to stuff all the time in my head. Most of it wasn't good. Don't laugh. Y'all did too. <laughs> That's right. We've got to learn how to cast those thoughts down. If we don't know what the Word of God tells us, we're not going to know what, when it's God talking to us or not. Am I right? It's like, I don't know if that's God. I don't know if that's the devil. If we know what the Word of God says to us, we will know when God's speaking to us. And we'll know when it's the enemy that's speaking to us. And we, all of us struggle with that. I still struggle at times. I'll be like, was that God? Is God telling me this? Or is the devil trying to get me to get over too close to this cliff and fall off? The devil wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life, have it more abundantly. God's plan and will for our life is to have abundant life. One amen. God's will and plan for us is that we all have abundant life. That's God's will. That's God's plan. The devil said, I'm going to fight against you. He done lost. He done lost. I'm going to get into the notes because if we go down that rabbit trail, it's a long one. There's a... <laughs> There's a lot to say about that. Repent of wrong thinking. Repent, the way I'm talking about tonight, is to change direction, to turn around, or to change your mind. One way of repenting was to feel or express sincere regret for wrongdoing. That's when we came to the Lord and we, we repented at that time. But after we get born again... Our repenting should be changing the way we think. Turn the way we think around. And get our thinking lined up with the way God's thinking is. What He says about us. Amen? See, I I'm telling you, we can be saved and be born again, totally born again, and think wrong. And just think wrong every day. And think that God don't love us. We can think that God's still mad at us. He never was. We, we think he still is and he never was. God didn't get mad at you. He got mad at the devil. Took it out. Boom. And the good news, if God was ever mad, Jesus took all the wrath that God had for all sin and poured it out on Jesus. God took it and poured it out on Jesus. And Jesus took it and dropped it off in the pit of hell right where it belongs. And walked out with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He said, I am he that was 
alive, and I was he that was dead, but I'm alive, and I live forevermore. Amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to read this. I read this last week, but I'm going to add to some things. We're going to begin reading with verse number 54. It said, When Jesus had finished these parables, he left there, and after coming to Nazareth, his hometown, he began teaching them in their synagogue. So he went to their synagogue, and he's beginning to teach. And they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source of his authority? Now just think, Jesus comes, he starts teaching in their synagogues. They're religious, they're a religious group of people, scribes and Pharisees. and They got their minds set on how things should go. And Jesus upsets them with his teaching because his teaching is different than what the religious people teach. Jesus' teaching is different than what the religious people teach. Yeah. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers? What is the source of his authority? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas... And his sisters, are they not living here among us? Where then did this man get all this wisdom and power? Now look, they recognized that what Jesus was saying was full of wisdom and power. You would think the church would shout when whoever's preaching has wisdom and power. Jesus has wisdom and power and they see it. Verse 57. And they took offense. What? They took offense at him. Why? Because he had wisdom and power. Think about it. He's not like our preacher. (laughs) Talking about their preacher. Not this preacher. (laughs) Jesus had wisdom and power. They got offended. At him, refusing to believe in him. Now look, he had just come through teaching and preaching and doing miraculous things. They saw it, they heard it, and they're sitting here offended. And they won't receive him because he ain't doing it the way they thought it should be done. Who's he think he is? He's the carpenter's son. We know him and his brothers and his sister. We know his mama. They know y'all. And they think, y'all just y'all. Ain't you glad you go to a country church? Y'all just y'all. But then Jesus showed up. And y'all got changed. Y'all ain't y'all no more. Are, Are you hearing what I'm saying? We're not who we used to be. And Jesus wasn't just Mary's son. He was the son of God. And whatever your mama's name is, you ain't just her son either, or daughter. When you said yes to him, to Jesus, you became a son or a daughter of God. And that's who we are. 
And they get mad at you. They even get offended at you if you think you got any power. You, got, you ain't got no wisdom. I went to school with you. I made better grades than you did. Well, you sure, you better, you better have made better grades than I did. <laughs> I was thinking about deer hunting when I was like, we're getting out October. I, when school, I better not go there. <laughs> Y'all even think I'm smart if I don't say certain things. They, they refuse to believe in him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet's not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many miracles there in Nazareth because of what? Their unbelief. unbelief. They were offended and the offense in them was a result of their unbelief. And it it didn't affect Jesus, it affected them. It said he didn't do no miracles there because of their unbelief. But I'm telling you, he did miracles everywhere. Their unbelief didn't affect him. Their unbelief affected them from receiving what he had. See, he had the power to heal them and deliver them and set them free. But they were offended. I'm going to highly encourage all of y'all, get over your offense. Don't be offended no more. Anybody had an opportunity to be offended at somebody? Don't look around, but just, I mean. (laughs) She still saw you back there. (laughs) I'll try my best to get him in trouble. He tries to get me in trouble every now and then. We We have a chance and opportunities to be offended many times. We do. Don't be offended. That offense manifests in our doubt and unbelief, I'm offended. If I'm mad at somebody, I just believe that God don't love them as much as He does me, apparently. You see what I'm saying? I mean, man, He put up with a lot with me. He forgave me of all of it. And I need to do the same. Don't be offended. Get over offense. Amen. I'm going to go a little bit different direction here. Their carnal mind, their way of thinking would not let them believe their actions were offense. Their actions showed up in offense. Their result was not many miracles there. Now I want to put a thought in your mind and just go this way. T-bar. I want you to remember this. T-bar. Put that in your mind. T-bar. How many of you already got that in your mind? T-bar. T-B-A-R. T-bar. We're going to talk about your thoughts, your beliefs, your actions, and your results. And all that you get comes, we can put everything that goes through our life through this little T-bar, and we can start to see it's like, okay, what am I thinking? And how am I thinking? Usually the way we think is the way we believe. If we begin to believe what we think. We begin to believe it. If we think it long enough. That's why politicians just keep throwing lies out. If we just keep thinking on it pretty soon we'll start believing it. Even a lie will become truth if we think on it long enough. We need to go. 
click. Well, you go click like that now. When I was, you know, that turning that knob, that's a long time ago. <laughs> it dates me, don't it? Click. Quit listening to something that's going to offend you. Quit thinking on all the stuff that they want us to think on. All they're trying to do is bring division in the country. I'm telling you, through the national media and through politics today, they're trying to divide the country. United we stand, divided we fall. Let's unite in the kingdom of God. We're the body of Christ and we're one voice. Amen. We're going with Him. Is that fair enough? So our thoughts, what we think on, it affects the way we believe. Our beliefs will affect our actions. And our actions, we get results from them. And I'll give you some illustrations in just a minute. You know, like if you, let's say you were not born again and you came and someone was preaching the gospel. So you hear the truth and you begin to think on the truth. And you say, hey. That's for me. I need to be saved. I need Jesus in my heart. So your thinking starts getting in the right direction. And you believe in your heart. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. So you hear the word, you believe in your heart what the word said, and you, your action is you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And the result is your salvation. See, so you can run T-bar through salvation. But I, I'm going to tell you, you can take this little test every day of your life. What are you thinking on? How do you think? How, how do you think? Are you thinking right? Or are you thinking wrong? You know in your heart, in your mind, oh, I shouldn't be thinking that. Y'all have all had those thoughts. I don't need to be thinking that. So we need to know what to do with those thoughts. And briefly, it's not in the notes, but the Bible says to cast down those thoughts and imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity to the obedience of the Word of God. Okay? So a bad thought, we know it's bad. We cast it down. We don't sit and meditate on it. If we meditate on it, it gets in our heart. Pretty soon it's in our heart. And the Bible says out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth begins to speak. So we start saying out of the abundance of our heart what's in our heart. Okay? So I want us all to just get filled up with the Word of God. Every time you be like a sponge. Anytime you get pressure put on you, the Word of God comes out of your mouth. Has that happened yet? <laughs> Don't raise your hand. I desire for that to be my life, that when I get pressure put on me, the Word of God comes out first. And, and second. <laughs> and third. The Word of God. See, it, it's like a tube of toothpaste. You're going to get pressure put on you. And whatever's in there is coming out. Amen. So our desire, and I'm, the reason you're here on a Wednesday night is to get the Word of God in your heart. So that when you do get pressured by the enemy, so that when the life 
that we live in starts trying to cave in on us and pressure starts pushing on us, God's Word comes out. It is written. The Word says this. If we will answer the devil with every time he comes against us, if we will answer him with the Word of God, the Bible says he'll leave for a season and the angels will come minister to you. Whew, how many of y'all like when the angels come and minister? I'm not talking about them dark angels, you know. You know what I'm talking about. The old devil come around. No, I'm talking about the angel of the Lord that encamps around about us because we fear him and he delivers us. God desires to deliver us out of all the troubles and struggles that we come up against that the enemy's trying to break us with. Now, there's plenty of struggles and problems to go through in life. Out of all the persecution, we get delivered out of it. Unless we start persecuting back. Now it's a cat fight. (laughs) you You see what I'm saying? We can be persecuted and God will deliver us out of the persecution until we begin to start persecuting back. Now we're in a fight with whoever's persecuting. Whatever's going, we got, we got on the devil's side. And now we're doing what they were doing. And so we're in the middle of that struggle. Get out of that. Don't take offense at them. Let's think. Let's believe. Let's have actions. I wrote down something when I was studying. And I get some weird things sometimes. And this is not God. <laughs> somebody say man I was reading I studied God told me and he does sometimes but he didn't tell me this I just thought this somebody said that she said and she did not say and they got offended and started saying I can't believe she said what she said you may need a she shed and find out what he said <laughs> everybody can understand that <laughs> You notice I was putting that on the women. I didn't say nothing about the guys. <laughs> say it again. All right. You don't think I can, do you? <laughs> somebody said that she said. Somebody said that she said. And she didn't say. But the one that heard that said, I can't believe she said what she said. And I said, she needs to get a she shed. And find out what he said. Or, did y'all get that? You got it now. <laughs> See, we can listen to stuff in our head. And it may not even be in our head. It may be on our phone or whatever. It may be somebody might have said that. But we can get in the middle of the gossip part of it. And then start gossiping back or fighting back or whatever. But I'm telling you, get your she shed. And go find out what he said. And then begin to say what he said about them. He'll probably tell you, yeah, they are crazy, but they need prayer. That's the way he talks to me. You know, I'll be like, they're crazy, God, they're crazy. And God's like, I know they're crazy. But they need prayer and you do too. <laughs> God loves us. We're all a little bit crazy. Boy, I didn't get an amen one. <laughs> we're all just a little bit crazy at times it's in there trust me if you get pushed far enough you'll find out you'll see it in her 
<laughs> in her. You notice I keep relating this. Because <laughs> guys don't care what they said anyway. <laughs> it don't matter. I ain't listening to what they said. <laughs> all right, moving right along. Well, I wanted to just have a little bit of humor in the middle of all this. Let's look at, uh, to get out of all of this, let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Let's get back in the Word of God so that, you know, I'm talking about you getting filled with the Word of God. When pressure comes, the Word of God starts coming out. Matthew 21 verse 20, and I'll read hurriedly on this. When the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? And if you go back and read, it's where Jesus had cursed the fig tree and it withered and died. And as even his disciples marveled, they're like, wow. You know, we should, every now and then we should be like, wow, that happened. Now, look at verse 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also, if you shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things, say all things. Say that again. All things. Hmm. Whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Our receiving is hooked to our believing. Remember thoughts, beliefs, actions, and results. The way we think, the way we think, it impacts the way we believe. He said if we believe, we'll receive. He said all things. Whatsoever we ask the Father, whatever it is, if we pray believing, we can have it. This is Jesus talking. It's like, well, I don't believe that. That's our problem. I'm telling you that is our problem that we just get to that place where it's like, well, I've prayed before and that didn't happen, so I don't believe it. I'm saying these things tonight to get us to that place where even though we have prayed and there's been times in our life we thought we were living by faith and walking by faith and speaking by faith and things didn't happen. Something kept us from getting what we desire it. I'm telling you, don't give up. Don't cave in. Don't be thinking that this stuff don't work. The Word of God never changes. Jesus said, John 6, 63, The words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And if we'll look at His Word like it's life and it's spirit to us, we start saying what He says. If we put on the whole armor of God, Take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The devil won't even know if you're Jesus or John or Susie Q. <laughs> Say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about saying what Jesus says, and it'll get you the same results that it got Jesus Christ. Whatever we ask the Father believing, what does he say? You shall ask in prayer believing you shall receive. Yeah, but I asked once and it didn't happen. Well, quit asking and start believing in asking. Amen. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. 
I could just stop right here and camp out. There's so many things that we tried to do and failed, and we kept trying till we got it right. I remember when I was in school. <laughs> Lord have mercy. They'd try to teach me something. I'd be like, duh. Yeah, seriously, I mean, my, I, my thinking was over here. And they're trying to get me to concentrate on whatever subject was. It didn't matter. I wasn't thinking about what they're trying to teach me. But eventually, I had to get it to go to the next grade. Y'all know what I'm saying. But we, didn't, we weren't successful the first time we tried to do something. In most cases. Some of y'all learned how to drive 30 years ago, and you still hadn't really learned how to drive. <laughs> Some of y'all learned how to drive, and it was like it wasn't the greatest. But you got better at what you were doing. Whatever the attempt was, you probably were not very successful the first attempt. Okay? Is that fair enough? So I'm saying this. If we have tried and believed that we believed and we tried, let's keep, let's keep doing what the Word of God says. Just stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Let's keep doing what the Word of God tells us to do, okay? Now look at verse 23, and I'm going to quit here in just a few minutes. When he was come into the temple, the chief priests and elders, here's some more religious people, of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority do you these things? And who gave you this authority? These, these religious people are asking Jesus, Who gave you the authority to do what you're doing? And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I, and likewise, will tell you by what authority I do these things. So that's fair. Okay? Jesus is a fair person. He, Jesus asked these religious people. The baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or of men? And they got together like politicians do. And they reasoned with themselves, saying... If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did you not believe then? See, these guys, they don't want to get caught. They're trying to catch Jesus. He's slicker than they are. I got news for you. Jesus is slicker than you are too. Verse number 26. But if we shall say this baptism was of men... We fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. They're, they're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Jesus asked them a hard question. Verse 27, And they answered Jesus, and they said, We cannot tell. And he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. So now we're having a standoff. Jesus is preaching. He, they didn't answer him, and he said, I ain't answering you. Okay? Now, let's go a little further. Show you how slick Jesus really is. He came to the second and said, likewise. And he asked and said, I go, sir, 
Hold it just a minute. Let me get where I'm at here. Verse number 28. I skipped a couple. Sorry. Verse number 28. But what thank you? Jesus asked them a question. What do you think? Remember thoughts, beliefs, actions, and results. What do you think? A certain man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterwards, he repented and went. Verse 30. And he came to the second son, and he said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And he went not. Whither of them two did the will of his father? And they said unto Jesus, The first. Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. Now, this dude's pretty brave. He's talking to the scribes and the Pharisees. He's talking to the big boys in church. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and you believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and you, when you had seen it, repented not afterwards that you might believe in him. He, got, he went a big circle there to tell them that when, he, when John came, the people, the people that needed help, the ones that knew, the harlots, and those people knew they needed help, they received John because they put faith in what he said to them. The religious people were so full of their self and so full of the way they do things Jesus stood in front of them. How many of y'all know Jesus was the Son of God, sent by God to us to set us free and give us life? He stood in their synagogue and preached the gospel to them, and they didn't receive him. They were like the son that said, I'm going, and didn't do it. And the harlot and the sinner were the ones that said, I ain't going with you. But after they heard him, they're like, yeah, I think I will. I'm going to go work for him. So I'm telling you, well, I ain't going to tell you this. I'm going to just say, it don't matter where we came from, we've been forgiven. We repented and we're a part of the kingdom of God. Don't be a religious person like he asked them, what do you think? Their thinking was wrong. They thought that they were already right and they didn't need him. The sinner knew they were wrong and they knew that they needed what Jesus had to offer. They said, well, I don't know if John's baptism was of men or God. They knew it was of God. They just didn't want to join in. So I highly encourage you. I'm a minute over. I'm sorry. Highly encourage you to receive the things that God has for you. I, I pray that I receive the things that God has for me. I pray that we all be transformed daily by the renewing of our mind as we get the Word of God into our heart that it begins to change who we are, to change the way we think. And we realize, you know what? We wouldn't made right by just being a Jew. We weren't made, being made right because we went to this church. We're made right because we believe in Him. He cleared up the air for us. Now, man, we're in, we're in a good place, amen? Because of him, 
not because of us. Amen? Let me pray. And y'all know what repent means. Just change the way you think. Turn around and go the other way. Do what God says. Don't do what your flesh tells you to do. Amen? Praise God. Father, thank you for your goodness, Lord. We give you glory and honor that you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. I pray for every individual, every family that's represented here tonight. Father, I pray that we receive everything that you have for us. That we no longer bow to the enemy that tries to kill, steal, and destroy. I thank you, Father, that Jesus came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Tonight, Lord, we make up our mind. We choose life. We choose abundant life. We submit ourselves to you, God. We draw nigh to you. We resist the devil, and he flees from us. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to ask a question. Is there anyone in the house?